This call is being... Morning, family. This is Bubby. Good morning. The Eva. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is where Princess the Finisher, who is on the line. Good morning, Good morning. I'm doing well. Have a blessed day. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, Kenya. Okay, who was that? Oh, morning, this is Joy. Joy Vickers. That's not her. <laughs> Good morning. Anyone else have to say good morning? Good morning, family. It's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Sister Tracy. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Is that good morning? Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, family. Brother E, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Business. This is Brother Princess, the finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? 
Good morning, Barbara Princess. This is Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday, sweetie. Anyone else? Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Jacqueline from Virginia. Happy Tuesday to you all. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is World Princess. Anyone else on the call like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Leonia. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Anyone else before I get started? Hey, good morning. Hi. This is Mona. Good morning. Hey, Mona. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. It's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to get your lines so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tarina, a.k.a. Royal Princess, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled The Faith Factor. You don't want to miss the message, lesson, and heart shares that will be brought to you by a wonderful and gifted declarer. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaVelle Jones right here tonight on this call from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure it's on mute, please. I hear some background noise. Please check your phone. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and let you so into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. 
There are no prayer requests from the app. The order of the card is the declaration will be by Moses, praying and corporate praise done by Beverly. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare Moses. I repeat, declaration is by Moses, praying and corporate praise will be done by Beverly. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare Moses. The scripture for today is 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructions to come off mute. I now pass the call over to declare Moses. Have a blessed and wonderful day, everyone. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Wanted to welcome you to today's declaration, today's, today's service. I'm really excited. This is the first one in a long time, and I'm just so excited to get back into this. It felt good preparing and and just constructing this message. And this is, this. I mean, as you could probably imagine, this is really big to where, where I've been feeling personally in my life. And today's message is titled Stuck. We're going to be talking about what to do, what to take from, what is God speaking, what is happening in my life right now, because I feel stuck. And this is for you today. If you feel this in relationships, if you feel this in work, if you feel this in finances, anything you feel this in today, we're going to discuss and kind of dissect, start to find out what is God speaking to me? What is happening? What's he pulling out of me? And what is happening while I'm in this season? So before that, I just want to start out with prayer. I want to open up. Father, I just thank you so much that we're able to gather today. I want to thank you for everybody calling in right now. Everybody has already called in. Everybody that's going to call in, Lord, I ask that you just guard our hearts, our ears, our minds. They're able to extract everything that we need from this message today, from this time, from this discussion. Lord, as we worship you later, as we pray later. God, that you would get every single tiny ounce of glory in this, Father, that you would get all the recognition, Lord, that we would learn more about your character and your nature through this time together. Father, I praise you for the delivery of this message. I praise you for being here. I welcome you here, Lord. Your name be all the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to thank everybody again for calling in. I'm excited. Um, but let's kind of jump into this. I have a lot today. And normally normally talk on maybe three points if i'm if i'm lucky i'll maybe talk on three points i always run over i'm so sorry today i have four points i have a whopping four points to get through today but i just want to kind of just go over what those are going to be that we're going to be talking about today so the first point we're going to be talking about nowhere to go this is how to know your stuff versus maybe a waiting period versus maybe this is just not it's not time yet or something or maybe this is just purely not no doors opening how do i know that i'm in a season where i'm just it, i'm just stuck point two is we're going to just be kind of talking about being stuck keeps us in god's timing and rhythm point three we're going to talk about being stuck empties us of pride and control therefore creating a sense of loyalty. We're gonna talk about that in point three. And point four, we're gonna close out with, to me, the ultimate point in why we're in this season a lot of times is that being stuck causes us to develop a true love 
and compassion for God. Therefore, others, but not only that, just a knowledge of God's character that leads to that true love and compassion for God and for others. So we'll kind of, I, I kind of wanted to just bring, you know, so it's been a while since I've been able to speak. We, my my wife and I had our our first child, our baby girl, Isabella Abrego. We had her two, almost two months ago. I mean, it was crazy time. They grow up so fast. You know, two, two, two months already. She's, I mean, she's just so, it's, it's crazy. She's really so tall. She's like 20 something inches already. And they're like, wow, she's so tall. And I'm just like, my wife and I are looking at each other like, she didn't get that from us. My wife and I are both very short. So yeah, it's just been amazing learning that. It's been amazing not sleeping. I never thought I would say that, but it's been absolutely amazing losing sleep. It's been, it's just, there's sometimes where I'm so tired and it's like five in the morning, but I just want to just watch her sleep. It's just crazy. It's the craziest feeling, but we're, we're getting into a routine. My wife just went back to work. I stay at home with the baby. Uh, I work from home. And so I have the flexibility to work anytime. So I work in the evenings, go to the office and, you know, but I'm with the baby for the days. And it's taught me a lot, but through this time, I've noticed that a couple things have happened and it kind of started maybe about a month before we had the baby. And this is very interesting. I don't think I've ever been quite been in a season like this. And this is very, very interesting the way things have happened, which ultimately led to today's message. So about a couple months ago, I know some of you know, some, some friends and family that, that might be call, calling in today know, know kind of my work situation, but I'm a... I, I work, I have my own company. So I, I work for myself, but I'm contracted primarily by a company. I've been contracted by them for a while. They're an amazing company. They're like family and, and it's, and they're really great. I'm so passionate about the work that, that I do with them. That's my primary, that contract is my primary source of income. And a couple months ago, they called me. It's unfortunate news. They told me that our contract would be getting cut in half and i was like okay all right well you know what my wife's got a good job and you know i'm getting cut in half i'm just gonna have to hustle otherwise you know other places and and try to just compensate for that you know pick that up somewhere else i was like yeah you know i don't think it'll get too crazy to where i'll need to like look for another job or anything a part-time job to just supplement what i you know just to make up for that so you know, a month goes by and, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not really picking anything up. And then another month goes by and then another month. And I'm starting to get a little nervous. And at this point, my wife's already, already like eight or nine, nine months pregnant. We're, we're right up there. We're like, obviously, the delivery is a big thing on our mind. We're getting rehearsed and ready for the hospital. We were already making hospital trips for about a week, getting ready, going to the, the, the triage and, and everything for for the for for the baby so you know i wasn't really thinking about it too much but my wife was no longer working now at this point and you know obviously anybody who's had a baby knows that you spend an extended amount of time afterwards you know a woman's body goes through so much during that process there's so much healing that has to take place and then just even the emotional aspect you know just a mother needing to be with her child after the first you know the first within the first couple months of delivery right or of birth so it was just 
it was it was a shock financially because we we're just like wow we you know we didn't you know Arizona is very different from other states with you know with maternity leave and things like that so we weren't getting any help anywhere and so you know I have this contract and I'm not making as much money and I'm looking at the numbers and it's just nothing's I would I mean I wouldn't even say remotely adding up like it was we were just definitely we were definitely in the negative from what we needed. And I was starting to stress out. I was really starting to stress out. And so, you know, the company I had been contract for, they're like, hey, if you need help, you know, finding anything, if it ever gets to the point, you know, let us know. We would love to help you be a you know, great reference or something. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have to start getting a part-time job. I'm going to have to start looking. And I started looking for everything from full-time, using my degree, using my like just the top of the tech. So I normally do software QA, a software QA engineer normally. And I was applying for those jobs and just, I started right at the top and I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't getting any calls back for months now, for months, for months and nothing and nothing and nothing. And then I started to lower it and, and I have experience doing, you know, not that this job is any less, but it's just a little bit less in terms of income. I started doing technical customer, technical customer support, right? And I'm just kind of just going and going, and then nothing there, nothing's like, and it's going on months now. And I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, what's going on here? This is weird, Lord. This, I mean, nothing's opening, and nothing is opening up, not even a lead, anything, right? So it's getting, it, it, it's getting tough. It's getting very frustrating at this point because I'm like, man, I know I have a great resume. I know I have college, and I have all these things, and I'm like, what is going on? And I ran a search for the sake of today's message. I went through my email and ran a search. I applied to well over 200, 250. We're talking in multiple hundreds, 300 jobs and not a single callback. One callback actually in the entire process, one callback for a phone interview that entire time out of 300. I mean, we're literally counted roughly 200 250 300 plus within within a couple months and and i'm like okay this is getting weird and i went from everywhere to supermarkets i went started going to fast food restaurants and nothing not a single place nothing nothing i'm like man it did did somebody like mess with the pdf on my on my my resume doesn't don't hire me and then my address or like what's going on and i just felt like no matter how hard i tried i just could not get that door to open and I started seeing it in every other place. And, and you know, church is great and, and ministry is great, but I didn't feel that I was necessarily accelerating. I didn't feel that I was being utilized. I didn't feel that I wasn't being utilized, but I definitely didn't feel that I was being utilized for the fullness of my skill set and gift set and anything. And I felt kind of stuck there. And I felt kind of stuck in all these other areas. And I'm just like, man, what is going on? And it's also hard at the same time because anybody who's had a newborn there's not really baby blues, but there's like this, you're stuck in the house. Like you're not leaving the house at all. You're not, you're, you're like, you're waking up every two hours to, to feed your child to, and, and my wife and I share it all, every duty. You know, I, I, the, one of the biggest things from the beginning is I didn't want my wife to be doing everything by herself. So I wake up at four with her and, you know, she'll pump and I'll feed a bottle, you know, we'll do things like that. But, you know, you, you're inside so much and a date becomes a 10 minute 
drive to McDonald's while your best friend watches the baby. You know, we were getting stuck in the house. I was getting stuck with work and then finances are piling up and I'm looking like, man, Lord, like, Lord, I, I am not hearing from you. What's going on? And, and I would sit down and I would pray and my prayer life became stuck. My worship became stuck. And I was like, I need to just worship through this. I, you know, and you hear those things. You hear these mantras. You hear these, 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 these things. You know, just worship your way through it. You know, you just need to pray your way through it. And it's not that I wasn't doing that. I just wasn't even getting anything when I was going to those places. And people are like, well, well, what has God told you? Have you heard from God? And I'm like, um, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm holding on to some, you know, obviously we all have promises via scripture and I'm holding on to stuff. And it's just getting really hard. I was trying outwardly not to let what my frustration and stuckness start to permeate into my relationships. And we, we made a life group and there's all these different things I didn't want that to get out of. And I started to see that no matter where it looked, no matter where it turned, doors would just not open. And I started to see my, my, I'm normally just very bright personality, I'm very joking. I have very like joking, sarcastic kind of humor and personality. And I wasn't that anymore. And I'm, ex- anybody that knows me, I'm extremely positive. I'm positive to where it's annoying. I'm positive to where it's irritating. I'm positive to where it even just sounds like I'm scared of being negative. Like I'm just a positive. I'm not even a glass half full person. I'm like a, they're not done filling the glass yet. Just chill. Like, you know, they're going to definitely, somebody's going to come to fill the glass. Like that's how positive I am. I'm not even a glass half full, half empty. You know, I'm like, a, it's, it's on its way. Like, did you, you know, God's going to fill that glass. Like that's the kind of person I am. You know, so I was not that, though, in this season. I started becoming, I did not want to be around anybody. I did not want to go to church. You know, for me, we were on maternity leave from everything. But I didn't want to be at church. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to. I just didn't. Everything reminded me of the reality and the heaviness of my situation. I no longer had the motivation to do things. I started doubting all of my ability to hear from God, from past things, things that I had even, times that I'd even seen God come through, I started doubting, was that even God? It, it became so unhealthy. It became so this one season of my life started to become contagious to my perspective as the way God has affected my entire life. I started losing motivation for the things. I started questioning the things I love to do. Do I really love doing that? Is that really who I am? And I found myself in this broken place. If you've been in that place, then today we're going to talk about why do we go through those times in our life? So I I thought back to years ago in my my single days when I was dating and nothing would work out. And if you've been single and you've been promised a spouse and nothing works out, you will immediately question, is this, do I, what is, what's the point of this? I you know, you want a partner, everybody wants a partner, you know, but in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, which is really a verse we're going to reference today, many of the plans in the mind of a man, but is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. There's numerous translations, as many translations as there are, but I, I love that because many are the plans in the mind of a man but is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And you've probably heard that in, in different translations, if you read a different translation normally. But I started seeing that in some of these, in this season of being stuck, 
that this reminded me of another season where, where I felt no door would open and I was just kind of curious why. So when I was younger, I would, I just decided at one point, I think I was 24, I was 25 and I just decided I'm not going to, I'm not going to date. I'm going to save myself and my wife. I'm going to, I'm just going to pray. I'm not going to get out there and date. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to wait at home and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to be, become a husband now just in my heart and be a husband. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I, I would advise somebody to even do that actually. But when it came time for me to start dating out this, it was almost like I had, a, again, I got that feeling of now when I'm looking for a job, it's almost like I had a sign around my neck that said, don't date me or don't be consistent or ghost me or like, you know, just like, don't be reliable. Like, I just felt like I had a sign on my neck to everybody that I tried dating them. And it was just like the weirdest things that happened. Like I would make plans with someone like, Hey, let's go grab dinner. Let's go. Oh uh, yeah, let's do it. And then like five minutes before, Oh, I can't make it after all. Sorry. Or like just trying to walk in what's Saturday. Like, you know, it just wouldn't work. It just, it just would not work. It would not work. It would not work. And I just became so discouraged because, I was like, is it me? Am I not dateable? Am I? And the door was just not opening and I just felt stuck in my dating life. And there was times where I forced it and, and I ended up either hurting myself or, or hurting someone else because I was forcing it. And I was just trying to force like a relationship because I didn't want to be alone. And I knew God had promised me this and all these different things. And I felt stuck. And, and I was just, I was like, I need to back off because I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want to hurt, break anybody's heart. I don't want to have my heart broken. But what is going on? And and it was just like the emails and the jobs and the, sorry, you're not the right candidate for the job. And it's just a text message and it's sending the text message and it's receiving it. And it's just like, we, we're just like, God, but this is something I know. I feel the trajectory of my life is to have this. Right. And you know, when you're stuck, when you continuously try to open a door, and it just will not open. You're stuck. It's the elevator door not opening. It's you trying to open the car door to your friend's car when you're getting in and you're opening it. They're looking at you like, dude, have you never waited for somebody to open a car for you before? Like, chill, let me unlock it. And we we have this situation like in Psalm in, in chapter 13, verse one through two. And, and I love Psalm. As a dramatic person, I wrote Psalm because this is me. Like, how long will Lord Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Uh, how long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? And I love that last one, especially when I've read this before and then reading this in constructing today's message. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? I mean, as a dramatic person to another dramatic person, I love the creativity. I just I love that so much. I I love when people do regular stuff creatively. So if somebody is distressed or dramatic creatively, that's just like a double whammy for me. And I love Psalm for that. A lot of parts of Psalm. And it's like, have you been there? You know, your your words even start to reflect this frustration with God because you just don't understand why this has to happen. You're like, Lord, why is this me? Why? Like, and this is a, a Job movie talking about Job and some of the later points, but it's just this, Lord, what, what more could I do? Lord, I serve you, Lord. I pray, I listen, I do all these things. And, and we're going to talk about that and that mindset, that mind frame in points three and point four, but 
you you just feel stuck and you start to get irritable. You start to get frustrated in this area. And it, it could be in, you could have a job and feel frustrated that, that you've not gone forward. I've been in a job in a position before and I didn't get a, a raise or, or a, a promotion or anything for years. And I was like, it, maybe I've just been the same worker. Maybe that's why. And I was too scared to talk about it. Maybe you're too scared. Maybe, maybe you're, but the point is, is that you're stuck somewhere and you can't move. And it's just this continual like reminder and everything that you do that you, maybe you're not good enough. Maybe you heard wrong, maybe. And you're just, you're just there. And in point two, being stuck sometimes it's because of God's timing. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, I'm going to read the trans. I usually read my normal translations are usually from ESV or, or from King James. That's just what I personally prefer to read. And, and it's not because of like idioms or anything, but I'm going to, or translations or accuracy or anything like that. I just like those two versions. So I'm going to read one uh, from there. And then I'm going to read the second one in Matthew 11:29 from the message translation, because I, I love that. I love with the how it penetrates to the core and the heart of that, and it's just probably one of the best things I've ever read in my life. But I take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Okay, and that's ESV. I believe I didn't mark that, but I'm pretty sure that's ESV. And the message I love this is: Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And that was the message translation in Matthew 11:29. But I have to read that again. I'm not so focused with the beginning, but that middle part really catch that are you tired worn out burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life i'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how i do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace i won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly now, I always think about music when I think about rest, when I think about a season in my life where God is holding me back. And I, I play guitar. I play guitar my whole life, literally my whole life. I'm not even exaggerating. I've been playing guitar since the guitar was bigger than me. And if you know a guitarist or you've ever been in the same state as a guitarist or the same country as a guitarist, you'll know that they want all of the musical attention. It's just the way God created us uniquely. We want, like people don't buy drum solo albums of 40 minutes of drum solos. People, I love the bass, it's my second instrument. People will not buy a 40 minute album of bass solos. People will buy a 40 minute CD of guitar solos. That's how guys like Steve Vai and like all those guitar guys, that's how they make careers. It's just a solo for 40 minutes. Right, like guitarists really believe in themselves. You know, that's an understatement too. But it was a hard concept for me as a youngster to learn 
you don't need to play all the time. You don't need to always be making it. Sometimes the greatest solos, sometimes the greatest parts that I, pieces of music I've ever either composed for somebody or a commercial or, or a movie or like something or, or an artist even that I, I wrote songs for. Sometimes the best guitar parts had a lot of silence. They had a lot of space in between where I would hold off. And then I would let it in. Because sometimes within the context of our life, we need to learn how to stop, how to just stay still. But we don't know to do that because we're big believers in ourselves and we're big believers in our abilities. And when I was waiting for the right one and I was waiting, I promise this is not a dating message, but it, it, it just really hits the point home. I felt like, God, I'm so amazing, right? Like, I'm going to make some girls so happy. And I, I feel like I have with my wife. <laughs> but at that time, I wasn't going to make. And, and actually, my wife and I have been, were friends for 10 years before we got married. We never thought we would get married. We were just good friends since we were 18. And I see how if then, if God had even spoken to me and told me that my wife today, like, hey, it's Nicole, go chase Nicole. Like, I would have dropped every, I would have been asleep in the middle of the night. I wouldn't have showered. I wouldn't have brushed my teeth. I wouldn't have ate anything. I would have woke up. I would have been like, where's she at? Where is she? Let's go. Let's go marry somebody. You know, like I would have went straight out of the way because I don't know how to stop. And sometimes we need to learn how to stop and God will keep us in a step. I've seen people that end up in the hospital because something happened. They didn't know how to rest. And they ended up there. They're like, because we, we have like work mentalities. We have accomplish mentalities. We have product production result driven generations, you know, just everything, all of it is, I need to accomplish this. I need to showcase this. I need to be here. I need to be showcasing. I need to be this and that. And it's like, you don't, not all the time. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do is to stop. And when we're in this kind of season, it's very, very consistent with God's timing for the context of our life. Because one thing I realized is my wife and I tried dating three years before we ended up dating. And if I had, oh my gosh, I just cringe thinking like I was such a loser. Like I know, I know that sounds harsh. I, you know, we're, we're all created in God's image. I, I know that. But like for, I was, I was just not ready. I was just a, not a good guy. Like I was just kind of lazy and a procrastinate. I mean, I'm still procrastinate sometimes. Like I saw the dishes when I was walking over my office right now. Like I procrastinate, but I was, I was not ready then. And she moved and I was like, oh man, I was so heartbroken when she moved. I was like, man, I really felt a strong connection there. You know, this is the water for this season is to understand that you can't force grace. You can only receive it. And we're going to elaborate that more in point, you know, the, the next point, but you, it's, you have to like reestablish your priorities in a stuck season. You have to rewrite the song because you, you're soloing too much. You're trying to date too much. You're trying to find the job too much. You're trying to look too much. You're searching. And it's saying it, it's, it's, you're going to recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You're not living freely and lightly when you're knocking on the door, every single door to find what it is that you want, what you're looking for, or what God might have even promised you. And 
and it's it's a hard thing for us because we think we need to run. And I'm one of those people I want to run. When I knew God was calling me to Arizona, I was Googling Arizona. I was on apartments.com looking at how much is rent in Arizona. And I didn't move to Arizona for another four years. It was like 2018. It was four years before I would move to Arizona. I didn't know that. When I felt God promised me that I'd have a wife, it was literally like four or five years until we started dating. I was ready to drop everything and run though. And sometimes we're stuck because we don't, we're kind of our biggest detractor sometimes. And, and with that, we, it's, it's a control thing, right? It's like a pride thing. And point three, being stuck empties us of our pride and our control, not only because it creates loyalty, but because in no other way are we going to be emptied of our perspective, our ability to control the situation. We need to understand that God is in control of the greatest aspects of us. And even the worst aspects of us, he's constantly refining us in those. And Psalm, again, Psalm chapter 51, 10. I just love this book. I love this book so much. I love the book of Psalm. Create a pure heart in me, oh God, and put a new and loyal spirit in me. And God will open us up by making us uncomfortable. It, and, and I'm actually under the the impression. I love those just that season. It's like a hit and miss manifest season, right? Where like those seasons where you're just on it, your doors are opening, you're going to pray and you're just hearing God immediately in your spirit. You're just bringing up a verse to your mind and it's just like, oh, good one, God. Like, and you're just, it's so easy to pray. It is just like, you just find time everywhere. It's so easy to worship. You're just seeing God work through you. And those seasons are great. I love that. I'm not saying that God doesn't use us in those seasons, but I think the most profound seasons of our, of our life when we look back are going to be the seasons where God opened us up by making us uncomfortable, by making us irritated, by making, us, by making it hurt. When God cleans, he goes in deep. He does not, I mean, have you ever seen somebody who does a thorough job at something where they have, they, there's little nuances in the way they accomplish something that only a specialist would do, that only someone who's done it. I see that with my dad, especially with, with physical stuff. My dad's very mechanical. He's like straight up engineer, straight up creative mind. There'd be times where I would watch, I couldn't do something. And I would ask my dad to help me and my dad would go and do it. And he would just, what, just how detail oriented he was, how patient is very smooth. I see my parents do that with children, actually. I'm, I'm really convinced my parents are quite possibly the best parents that I've ever met in my life. They're, it just, they're so smooth. I see them with my, my nephew and my niece. They're just, boom, it's like clockwork, and the kids listen to them. It's just so smooth and effortless. And my mom's got little Omar folding towels. And he's doing her taxes, and he's just like, boom, boom. I'm like, mom, that child labor laws, be careful. And she's like, She's like, no, no, you know, like leave him, like he's he's fine. And it's just amazing to see a master at work. And that's what God does when when he's emptying us of pride and he's emptying us of control. He's a master at work. He he's not in a rush. And he'll take his time and he'll let that wound be open for a while. Because he's not gonna just put a band-aid over it. He's gonna surgically go inside. He's gonna find some oh, you know, have you ever had one medical condition 
discover a bigger medical condition they are like well i'm really happy that that was found because that's kind of a big deal and you know you go in for a checkup you find something else and you you know get some medication and you're good but you're just like wow like i didn't that that could have been bad if i never that never got found out and god does that when he's opening up and he's he's opening those areas of us and he's going to and that happens in the stuck season because you can't you can't manipulate your way out of this season and that's the biggest thing I want you to take away from today is sometimes in a stuck season, it's, it's a, you need to pray. We, we're powered by prayer. We're powered by reading, by filling our subconscious with scripture. So it just erupts in every situation in our life is scripture responsive. We have to worship. We have to stay in community with God in this time, with our communion time. We have to be in community. We have to be, we have to do all the things, the, the things, the, the things, the Christian things, we got to do those things. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You cannot use those things to manipulate God to get out of a stuck season. You cannot do things and secretly in your heart, you're like, this is a, this is a job. This is a classic job. Don't job yourself. You know, don't say like, oh, what evil did I do? What can I do? Well, I've done this. I did that. I, I'm, I don't believe God cares about resumes in this sense. I don't believe that he cares about, okay, that's, that's amazing, but what you do doesn't move God. God is God, and we serve God. And you have to know that we can't reduce God to formulas. He's not formulaic. We, we can't just, okay, I'm going to pray five times a day. I'm going to fast Tuesday, and I'm going to worship. I'm going to hit life group on Thursday, hit church Sunday morning, and then I'm just going to send out texts all week, just like, it's great to do that, be in community, do all those things. But don't do it to manipulate God. Don't do it thinking that you can get one over on him and that you're going to accelerate your way out of the season because that's work-oriented. That's, that's, that, that's not the way this works. You know, and it's not because of something you did. It's not that you're here, but, but it's because there's a greater purpose in you being stuck is because you truly have to learn. When you're sitting there at the beginning of the month and you're making a list, not because you're making a list of the needs and the bills and the groceries because you're like, oh, why am I going to have to buy that? I'm going to pay that. But you are sitting there making a list because you're looking at God saying, God, I don't know how these are going to get paid, but I'm making this list because I need you to take care of it. And he's sustaining you month after month and you're eating and the lights are on and there's a roof over your head and you have a car and you're healthy and you're living and you're walking. You might not have the job. You might not have the partner. You might not have the breakthrough with your company. You might not have the things that you stuck with but you have to sit back and take inventory for what you do have. And from a place of thankfulness, you have to understand I am not in control. So because I can't control my way, like I did with everything else, like I've, I've done with everything else in my life, like I've micromanaged everything else in my life, because I can't micromanage God into giving me these things that I want, what I need to do is I need to sit back and I need to be thankful. And that posture of thankfulness allows us to see God's nature in that situation. And that's point four that we're going to close with right now. Being stuck causes us to develop a true love and compassion for God. In John chapter three, verse 30, we see that perfectly. He must increase, but I must decrease. This is so powerful. Jesus completely, completely demonstrates this in some of the greatest ways as it pertains to what you would think someone would want to accomplish versus the will of God. And our dependency on God's grace and nature directly correlate to our ability to experience him.
our dependency on God's grace and nature directly correlates to our ability to experience him in the, in the gospels. Just echo this with Jesus talking about it's easier for the rich to go through a camel by through, through a needle of a needle than it is to get into to heaven. Right. And it's like not saying all rich people are not going to make it in heaven. It's not saying, but in y- your ability to be able to sincerely, genuinely call out for God to have a sincere desire and need for God in your heart versus what you're capable of controlling and your pride and, and master manipulating things is going to relate to your ability to understand, understand God's kind, loving nature, his compassionate nature. And you know, we see that in, you know, his, our weakness, his strength. We know this. And if we didn't go through this, we wouldn't understand who God is. We wouldn't understand that he's, and, and this is classic. This is biblical from the beginning to the end. We see God's very first desire for Adam and Eve was to be reliant on him because we can't handle the weight of our own decisions sometimes. And we see that with the Hebrews where they wanted acts of God but he wanted them to be like Moses, where they're acquainted with nature of God and where they needed constant, oh, God, give me this. God, give me that. We want that. God, we want meat today. And they're like barking out menus. I got Moses the entire time. His frustration was with the people. His frustration was with their heart towards God because they didn't understand his nature. And we oscillate between the two. We're either Moses or we're Israelite. And I love my favorite part of the Bible, obviously, I love salvation. I love so, you know, I'll spend the rest of my life worshiping God for Jesus dying on the cross. But I love those Israelite early Hebrew complaints. They were so creative with their complaints. It was like Moses, they told Moses when the Egyptian army was right there by the Red Sea, they're like, was there not enough room for graves in Egypt? So you brought us up here to die. It's like, I think that is so hilarious. Like, I find a lot of parts of the Bible like that very humorous to me. I just have a weird sense of humor like that. But I think that's hilarious. They were desiring an act of God, which is amazing, but it's not meant to sustain us the way knowing God's character does. Because Jesus demonstrates that. And he constantly says, how long will I be stuck with this wicked generation? The only sign you guys are going to get is the sign of Jonah. Signs and, and and things like that, like the 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 acts of God, like that, you don't rely on those, but you use those as a conduit for developing a loving relationship with God, and and it's manipulative otherwise, and that's why it's a wicked generation move. And it's important for us to understand the character and nature of God because as we go through life and we go through these seasons, the greatest weapon we could have is understanding the character. And, and loving, compassionate kindness of God's heart, knowing that it is for us. And a stuck season where we're controlless, where we're trusting his timing, where we're trusting that he's working something, is the time where we learn his character the most. Because in the chaos of everything and the forced rhythms of grace in our life, those seasons, the forced grace seasons, it's too loud for us to ever sit back and be thankful enough to let God come in and speak to the chaotic quietness of our life that we've been going through, whether it's the job or it's the husband and the wife or it's the ministry opening or it's the church or it's the, you know, your church might not be where you want it to be or your ministry might not be where you want it to be. It's the moments where we sit back in those and despite the chaos around us, despite the, the traffic jam of our spiritual life, 
we're able to just sit there and just be thankful for who God is. Because you don't know. You could be in it for five years. You could realistically be in it for 10 years. But you will be out of it. God will get you out of it. But it's what you take away within it that God's concerned with. It's where your heart's at in the desert that he's concerned with. Because we will always want the promised land. But God is very much concerned with the process land. Our heart, who we are in it, who we're becoming. So that's, I think I'm definitely way over. So that's it for today. I encourage you to stick around. After prayer and worship, we're going to have open discussion uh, in the Love, Life, and Victory section. I'm very excited for that. I encourage you to stick around for that if you can stick around for that. But other than that, thank you if you called in late. Thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you for calling in today. And I'm excited to see what God does later as I now pass the call. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We just thank you for uh, this morning. Thank you for allowing us to wake up with breath in our bodies and movement of our limbs. We thank you this morning, Father God, for our hostess and our declare Moses, for all the sacrifices that we've made this morning. We thank you, Father God. Forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from our uh, iniquities. Fill us with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, God that we may live and, and do things in a manner that is right. Lord, I pray that you would unlock our hearts, that we may grow to our true identity in you. Give us true revelations to see ourselves the way that you see us. Lord, cover our nations, our government, our cities, our communities with a firm foundation of what's right. Cover our pastors and our church leaders in a way that only you can. Keep them focused to lead your word and and your word only. God, cover our children. Cover our kids, God, um, that they may be protected from uh, negative situations, from um, bullies, from poor influence. Open their minds to focus clearly in academics and other positive things. Lord, by your stripes we are healed. We thank you for the healing. We pray, Father God, for the comfort to the bereaved families. Love them, love them, just love on them. Father God, give our singles spiritual maturity so that they may be able to do what is right when looking for someone, Father God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you order their steps in the way that they can see what is right and who is right. Give them wise choices in the name of Jesus. We thank you for our married couples, Father God. Teach them to love on their spouses unconditionally. Teach them to fulfill the plan in their lives. Help them to be forgiving and tolerant towards each other. May may they seek uh, you first before anything. Teach us, Father God, how to love, how to be independent um, in our singleness how to team up in our marriages, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Teach us to depend on your power through every difficult moment that they face, that we all face, oh God, and help them to uh, bridle their tongues and not say anything that is hurtful towards each other. Separate them from every evil company. Help them not to yield to any temptation that comes their way. And Lord, may your peace reign in their homes. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you because you have brought us together. We thank you because we are sure that we sit in the seat of your counsel today. We thank you, God, 
Lord, because we come in your presence unselfishly. We come in your presence not wanting um, as uh, as, as with selfishness. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for teaching us in the spirit because we don't want to be destroyed, Father God, because we are ignorant (laughs) of Satan's strategy. So help us to understand that which what is in the realm of you, God. Help us to comprehend what you would have us to do, what you would have us to say. We thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for waking us up this morning, allowing us to be able to give give us your first, give you our first fruit in worship and in praise. I thank you for all that you are doing, or you are doing, what, are you, what you're going to do. I thank you for allowing us to be able to be a part of Declare Victory. I thank you for allowing us to be one of your called. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for everyone who is on this line. Bless those who have sacrificed, Father God, this day. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus so that they may be able to hear more of you, feel more of you, so that they can get understanding. We all get understanding, Father God. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for loving us. God, thank you for blessing us. God, thank you for the blood of Jesus that allows us to be forgiven and helps us to overcome. God, thank you for the life and and having life more abundantly. God, thank you that our enemies didn't win. Thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us ever prospered. Thank you, God, that your hand of favor has stood with us. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you that our enemies came in like a flood and you lifted a standard against them. Thank you, God for our shelter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you bless our efforts and our work. Thank you, God. God, thank you. God, thank you. God, I stand humble by your power. And God, I am in awe of your love. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for all that you stand for. Father God, I just ask right now, Father God, to wake us up, teach us, guide us, order our steps in the name of Jesus. Father God, give us direction today. We don't know who we're going to run into, Father God, or what's going to happen before us, Father God. But I pray right now in the mighty, in your mighty name, that we are all protected, that we are all covered, that we are all lifted, Father God. And when we walk in the room, that our light shines so that each and every person that comes in our contact, Father God, knows who we are without uh, without even us saying who we are and whom we belong to. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, for the founder of Declare Victory. I thank you right now, Father God, for the help, for the background, Father God, things that we don't see and that we don't know, Father God, but continue to cover them, Father God, and anything that is frustrating, God, I just ask, Lord Jesus, that you take it away and give it and, and throw it into the sea, Father God, so that they, so that they may be doing things in your order, in your direction. Right now, God, I just ask that each and every one of us, Father God, take our phones off mute and give you all the glory, give you all the praise, worship you, Father God, and thank you, Father God, for the things that we are supposed to be doing. Thank you, Father God, for all that you do. Thank you, Father God, that all that we do is all for you. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus for greatness, Father God. Hallelujah, 
God, you are mighty and strong. And worthy to be praised. God, I bless your name this morning, Lord God. I bless your name, God, for who you are, God. I thank God for the declaration, God. I thank you for the ability and endurance of our faith, Lord God, that your word will be true. Your word will manifest, Lord God. Oh, God, we just thank God for your power. Lord God, I bless your name. Holy, holy, holy is our heart, God, Lord God. You are the great I am, God. You are the greatest, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. No one and nothing Thank you, Father God. 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 Thank you, Father God.
Cover us with your love. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice or rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses. Always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Father God, let us pay attention to your. Let us pay attention, Father God, to your timing. Father God, cover us, Father God, with and, and love on us regarding pride and control. And let us understand our season in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, Father God, as I pass a call back to Moses. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, everybody. Wow, that was that was powerful. I um I wanted to just uh, real quick say a quick r- real recap. I wanted to before that I forgot to earlier, but I wanted to give a shout out to my mom and dad. They're celebrating 25, 26, somewhere around there. I want to say twenty five, twenty six years of marriage today. So shout out. I don't know. She's. I know she's starts work soon, so I don't know if she's still on, but I want to say happy anniversary, mom and dad. See you guys in a couple of weeks. Love you guys. Uh, thank you, everybody else, so much for spending your morning with us. Thank you guys for listening in, for calling in, for worshiping with us, and for listening to the message earlier. And if you didn't catch any of that, it's all good. We still have the love, life, and victory ahead of us. And a little bit of recap for you that might have called in late. We talked about being stuck how frustrating it can be and kind of how funny it could be too, actually. Point one, we talked about how to know you're stuck. What, what is it that's happening that's stuck versus waiting versus, some, you know, what, what does it look like? Point two, we talked about God's timing, rhythm of grace. Point three, we talked about being stuck empties us of our pride and control. It creates loyalty within us. Point four, Being stuck causes us to develop a true love and compassion for God, in turn, others. So I want to take this time to open the call. If you have any questions, if you want to add something, if God's put a particular testimony or story on your heart to share, please feel free. I know it's going to bless everybody. So at this time, also, I just wanted to just for a little bit of order there, um, if you could just, when you are talking or speaking just make sure once you're done that you go back on mute because love life and victory time can get pretty intense with the whole mute ministry so <laughs> if you could just please make just be cognizant of your mute button where it's at at all times if i if i hear a door slam i know someone wasn't listening all right so thank you for that thank you for honoring that i just want to open this time up if you have anything that you would like to add please please feel free
Good morning, Moses. It's Krishanda. Hey, hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning. I really enjoyed your declaration, and I can completely uh, relate to it. I am a a witness. Um, I grew up with a very challenging life as a child, and then God just blessed my socks off um, as um, an adult, um, you know, starting off my career, you know, having a child. My life was just amazing. I found myself in places I never thought I would be. And then towards the, I wouldn't say towards the end of my career, but recently I could hear God saying, this season is over with this job and the things that I was doing, that while I was riding high, I could just feel that it was over. And I was like, okay, well, let me go find something else, go do something else. And it didn't happen because I was looking, and but I wasn't going to go unless God was going with me. So I never changed, and I ended up getting laid off. And I've been laid off, and I can tell you that it started off really like, oh, God, what is this? Um, But it's like, um, I feel like right now, as I go through this process, and it could be stressful at times, but I'm living my best life resting in God. Mm. Hearing his voice, watching him, listening to feeling him transform me, for me, the capacity of my heart, um, that he is in control of all things, and he makes me laugh. Like when I'm trying to do something or trying to fix something, and he'll do it a completely different way. I don't, I know I'm kind of rambling, but I'm just such a witness. Um, it, it's uh, it, like I said, it could be a struggle, but then when you just kind of rest in him, he took care of before, and I mean, it's um, I'm living my best life now. <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> I'm just say, people be encouraged. God is amazing. He said he would take care of us, and he is. Um, so thank you for de- your declaration. Thank you so much for, for you know, just talk, just sharing your testimony. I think that encourages not just me, but so many others, because it's hard. I remember I remember being, I felt like I was being warned. I felt like I, I felt God telling me, you know, you're going to have, it was crazy the way he told me. I was on a prayer walk one time, and I was on a trail, and then the trail, like the cement and all that, went away, and it was just like raw, unmarked dirt kind of trail. And I felt God telling me, like, this is what your your career is going to be like in the next five years. I felt him telling me, like, in my heart on this prayer walk, like, you're going to walk for a while with a secure position, and then after that, I want you to trust me. And I was like, whoa, what? I was like, that can't be from God. I was like, I don't think that was from God. And then it exactly happened like that. And and it's hard, but I think that, I think what the heart of that, you know, and I believe, you know, it's like what you touched on is like, it, it just brings out a sincerity when you're able to enjoy the good season and you're able to just mm-hmm. be full and rest in God like that, even after getting laid off, even like, with me, it's not quite laid off, but like the same, essentially, like just being in a really tough position. It was like, can you just be thankful for to God in that situation? Can you, uh-huh. is your love so sincere? Because it's not, it's not real love if it's conditional, but can your uh-huh. love be so sincere that it's, that it's still present with God, even when he has the ability to change this situation? If Father, if you could take this cup, if it's your will to take this cup, if not, you know, so be it. You know, can we still have that heart when he doesn't take that cup away? You know, so like that's, yeah, that, that's, that's like some, <laughs> some Right, real... it's kind of like, 
It's Jenda. Okay, are you in this for real? Like, for real, for yeah. real. Like, do you really trust me? It's, uh, we can say we trust them when we're running around doing all the things on top of our game, very strategic at work, making it happen, get up, growing our teams, getting promoted, et cetera, et cetera. And every single job almost, I was promoted three times. God just blessed me. I mean, like, I came from nothing, a lot of craziness in my life. He took care of me. He always, and, but he told me. And so if he said it, if he said it in this word, if he said it, he says, be anxious for nothing. This is the game changer right now for me. It's either I believe or I don't. Amen. 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 That's so powerful. And that's what you got to do. Power through it, you know, is just believe, be thankful, and be still in it, you know. And that was big for me. Be still and know that I'm God. That's constantly brought back to me in this season and just like, okay. We can fall asleep in the middle of a storm on a boat. It's possible. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much. That's very encouraging for me. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to add to today's discussion? Hey, good morning, Mr. Sanders. Hey, good morning. Hey, hey, hey. So I got a chance to listen in this morning because I haven't really been in tune but I thank you for what you reminded me um, is posture and God's thankfulness. I got that, and that's what I keep on hearing from everything, talking about what you're going through, losing half of the contract, and just all of what we go what we go through. Um, I just this morning I just needed a refresher and a reminder um, of just all your share hit me in so many different ways. And so as I'm here at the preschool, I've been blessed to to be um, working at my niece's preschool and just how God, um, God is great. He's good and he will always rewire and put put us in a place where we tapped into that faith, like factor faith into it, even when it looks different, even when um, you talked about the contract being changed. I'm I'm 51 and the pension and all of that stuff at 51 because it was early, I was 47. So it's just so many different things that I was losing sight of, you know, with dad passing and with just all the changes and the shifts. And, and even now as I'm going through the grief process, I truly am in a place of, I guess, trying to find out how to deal. So I've been in a bubble, if that makes any sense, kind of irritated a little bit and almost wanting to be in a place of isolation. But I have to be careful with that because I know the enemy also delights in that too. So when you're going through life changes and, like, even not getting on the call as much and just, you know what I mean, just, just trying to find out um, how to, to process it. So what 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 your, your share did for me this morning is kind of re-light some things if that makes any sense, and just listening to you and what you've gone through and just grateful for the baby coming. And, and just the whole share just gave me a whole, like, I feel like I just got a my pilot relit, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm here at the school, and nephew, I'm working with 18 months old to 5 years old at 51. I don't even like little kids, but I know that <laughs> they're, also, they're also helping me through my process. And so I'm just grateful, again, with that posture and God's thankfulness, just that, that part. And I may not, you know, have it exactly the right way, but I know what it meant, what it meant to me. So thank you, and I love you so much, and I'm just grateful that you're so transparent that you share the way that you do. I love you. Thank you. Yeah, likewise, seriously, likewise, because, you know, I think, I kind of, I, I believe I speak for everyone that I think everything that you've 
you share with with us in the community and that you know that we know you know out of respect for your privacy you know the things that you've gone through um you i i you absolutely give everybody that strength to know that this is there's hard things we go through in life but this is how we get through it with god this that kind of this is how we fight our battles and you absolutely have that and you are so respected so admired so i mean everybody looks up to you it is is amazing thank you so much for your constant encouragement through every season you've ever been in like since at least since we've been friends the last couple of years i i just it just never ceases to to just amaze me and inspire me so thank you for bringing that thank you for always bringing that and always being that and I, and you you have too rich of a, a testimony especially with you know the kids now you gotta like you got to write about things. You got to write. I know that's in you because he's, God just does so much. It's just so evident, everything he does. So we're just sending love to you and just lifting you up right now because, you know, we are, we are your family too. You know, and we, we have so much love for you, not just in this time and this season, but, but every season that you've gone through. We're happy to be there for you and be a part of that too. I know that, you know, I speak for me and my mom and our family with that as well so thank you for sharing that um i wanted to uh see does anybody else have uh something i'd like to add to kind of overall what you kind of felt or anything from today if you have anything god putting on your heart good morning pastor moses how are you today this is Geraldine, and I'm so grateful uh, for your word on today. I mean, it just <laughs> really uh, brought back a lot of um, of things that I, you know, when I first, I got injured on my job in 2013 and how I had to trust God in the process. And being that I was in a whole other state and I didn't know how I was going to get back to uh to california and the lord gave me a plan and he you know i said well i don't have any money he said you have money so i ended up having to sell everything and i and i had to start over it and you know it's it's good that as uh you know just hearing the declaration on this morning and i watch you know i love you and your mom's post um because they are always uh, family oriented, and I love your family. I love the fact that you all are working in ministry, and just seeing your growth process, and you know, then this looking at your baby, not being there, but actually being a part of it, you know, by uh, video shares and things like that. But I loved it when you talked about baby Omar, and how he's um, <laughs> he's being worked as a child. <laughs> I know what the word of God said. Train up the child in the uh, way he should go, and and therein he will not depart. You guys are such a blessing, even in uh, the postings, and even when you weren't able to be verbal in hearing your testimonies and your uh, declarations, you still were verbal. You spoke out loud and loud volumes, and it kept us going. Thank you all. Thank you uh, also for. you know, Sister Didi, we love you tremendously, and we are praying. We feel everything that each and every one goes through, and thank you for your, again, for your declaration of uh, us being stuck. We all have been there, 
I felt like my foot had been in uh, just a, a clay box or even in a quicksand sometimes. So thank you for um, that. I'm, you know, crying and laughing at the same time, which means that's good stuff. So <laughs> I yeah. love you, brother. God bless you. Thank you so much. I, you know, I totally, I needed to hear that. Thank you so much. Child labor. <laughs> yeah, child labor. I, you know what? She's like on strike two already too. Because I was like, I told her, I was like, Mom, you, can't you better be watch your baby. Like, <laughs> He's gonna get her to work. I'm lucky I live in Arizona. She'd already be putting my baby to work. Two months old and already doing stuff. But um, yeah, you know, I no. I think that's the thing is to look. You know, it's just like that perspective, and you know, it's hard. It's really hard. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm gonna be honest with everybody right now. It's really hard. It's really, really hard. Like, if I'm being completely honest, there was a point last night while I was typing out everything and getting everything ready for today, I was reading some comments. And I'm one of those people where I don't comment on stuff very often, but I read comments a lot. I'm kind of nosy. But, like, I was on a, a message board, reading a message board to a – just randomly. I don't even know how I ended up there. Sometimes when you, like, click on one thing, click on another thing. And like this, this one dude was just being like super, super like legalistic, religious, like just arguing, just shutting people down. They were like so excited to talk about something or an author that they enjoyed, an author that I enjoy actually. I I love this. Probably my favorite author actually. I think that's how I found it. It's my favorite author. He's just like putting down this guy's false teacher. This like all these things. I'm just like shocked. I'm like what. And something hit me differently in that moment. And I remember thinking in that moment, I'm done. Like, I'm just done with church. I'm done with religious stuff. I'm just like, I'm so tired of reading comments like this everywhere. I'm so tired of seeing this heart. And it's like, with struggling, with being in a tough season, with being in a suck season, and just seeing the one thing that you can find hope in, just being another area where there's so much animosity, so much arguing, so much division. Everybody just wants to prove somebody wrong. Everybody just wants to argue. Nobody wants to find common ground. It's like, it's very easy to give up. I legitimately told myself that last night. I was like, I'm just, I'm going to step down from Declare Victory. I'm going to step down from church. I'm going to step down. I just can't. I was so worn out from years of seeing that from years and, and months, and especially so much so in the, and, and in that moment, immediately, God gave me the verse from, is <laughs> the craziest thing. Is the craziest thing because I asked, I was like, God, am I wrong? Like, do I, do I, I started questioning. I was like, do I lead people astray? Do I, am I like, am I off the rails? Like, I was like, it sounds like everybody's wrong. I feel like everybody's wrong on this. And he led me to that verse in Matthew eleven twenty nine, and that specific translation. I don't normally read the message, but the way it hit me is it, it hit me different. And at that exact moment I was watching, I had in the background a message by, uh, Charles Stanley was playing in the background and my wife and my daughter were asleep and it was just like late at night and the message, he was looking directly in the camera and it was a direct response to what I was praying, asking God. I was like, okay, point taken, Lord. (laughs) I get it. Okay. I know how to understand, but it's hard sometimes to hold on to that joy. It's hard sometimes to hold on, to push through, whether it is something like serving ministry, serving in and, and especially something as divisive as religion, especially something as polarizing as religion, if we can't even agree with each other in Christianity, how we expect the, to reach a world? 
if we're constantly tearing each other down, we're constantly interpreting things the way we want to interpret it, you know, just hurting people, like, how are we ever going to reach the world that way? If it's work, if it's, if it's a relationship, if it's a son or daughter and we're just stuck, there's no, I know we're going through it in my family. We're going through it in my family where we're seeing those victories, but man, we're holding on and praying for those victories, whether it's a person, whether it's a situation, it's like, you've got to, you've got to step back and fall into God. You have to embrace that moment. And even if it's personal to you, like, I don't mean to ramble or go off on a side tangent here, but that really inspired me to, even even if it's a mental thing for you, even if it's like you're battling with anxiety or depression or something or like you something of that nature and you just feel like so out of control, you feel so out of control with a loved one, you feel so out of control with your own life with a fall, lean into it, lean into it and lean into God. Because at the extent of that, at the and, and this is even a therapy thing I've seen, is that when you see it to the max of what it could be and you understand that you're still in control, that God is still in control, that God is still giving you power, he's still giving you authority, he's still, he's still giving you identity in this, even when you feel like you don't have it anymore, like that's, that is real power over a situation other than us just avoiding them for the rest of our life. Other than us just avoiding being let go from work, we're learning how to be thankful when we don't have a paycheck. We're learning how, I, you know what I learned these last couple months? I've learned that I don't even need a paycheck that covers our bills for all my bills and provisions to get covered. We, we didn't tell anybody that we were struggling financially and randomly some friends hit us up and said, Hey, we're going to um, organize uh, a meal train for you guys to bring you guys dinner every night. Bring and a friend's mom came into town and out of nowhere, she bought us a couple hundred dollars worth of groceries and then a bunch of clothes for our baby. And then got us gift cards for me and my wife to buy things for ourselves. And none of them knew what we were going through because we didn't tell anybody. But God told them because God knew. And God knows of your situation right now. He knows of the loved one. He knows of the job. He knows of the money. He knows of the bills. They can, it's hard for us to trust that. It was hard for me to trust that because I needed to be the one with the job. I needed to be making 80K a year, 90K a year. I needed to be the one I needed to know that how every bill was going to get paid. But right now I don't, but God does. And that's the hard part about this stuff. And I'm being real with everybody. Like I'm not, I don't have, I don't have it all, all that. I have to ask God as the month comes. Every month is new, you know, and it, it's not easy. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. It's not going to be always fun. It's not always going to be a conference or a worship set or like, you know, a fire prayer meeting or something. There's going to be times where you don't even want to go to prayer meetings. You don't want to go worship. You don't want to go do that stuff. It hurts. It really hurts sometimes. It hurts to be a Christian. It hurts to carry a cross for a long time. But you have to. We have to because we give others strength. If you can't tell from whatever we shared already, I'm already strengthened from the testimonies I've heard right now. You know, so thank you. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Luckily, I'm looking at the clock a lot of time. As, as far as when we usually start, you know, cutting the line or whatever. But um, does anybody else? Sorry hey, about Moses. that. There, yeah. Hey, sorry Moses, it's Tanya. Ahead. Congratulations, new papa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh you very much. Oh, my God, I love the post like Jerry has 
Oh, it's so exciting. And I think this is your first time back on Declare Victory. I think you said since you had the baby and you haven't yeah. missed a beat at yeah. all. Um, <laughs> a, a couple of things that I, I wanted to point out. As you were speaking, um, and I hope I hope you can hear me okay, um, but a couple of things that I wanted to point out is that um, my heart melted um, as I heard you um, compliment your mom and dad about being the best parents in the world. Like it, 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 it was, it's the epitome of, and her children will rise up and call her blessed in Proverbs, I think it is 31. So I wanted to say that um, you encourage me every time, whenever I hear you speak, or sometimes David, uh, uh, Pam's son, it just encourages me because I'm looking forward to the day when my son and I share a platform, whatever it is, and we're still, you know, in building the kingdom. So I want to bring that out. The other thing that I wanted to, the flip side of what I wanted to um, bring out in reference to your share, which was absolutely amazing today, um, you said that you put in about two to 300 applications and only got one. I think my husband might have put, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. You guys know I love to tell stories, but I'm not exaggerating. Carl, I believe, must have put in at least a thousand plus applications. Wow. At, at, at minimum. And wow. the dry season that we went through, oh, my God, Moses, was, you know, I started to question myself. Did I, did I sin? Well, you know, um, did, did you sin? But what is, <laughs> it almost, yeah, it almost seemed as if, and I, I say this, but it almost seemed as if, uh-oh, is that me? Can you hear me? A little bit. Nobody can give me an answer on how to get sure. We have to look at Every single month we were able to pay that rent. 
Um, sometimes we even had a chance to go out and eat. I mean, God supplied the needs. It just wasn't in advance of, you know, like you get a paycheck every, you know, every two weeks or once a month, however you get paid, and you know the money is coming. It was just different. And so I was like, well, God, you know, I was really, I understand the irritation that you're talking about because it's like, it, while on Declare Victory, declaring and praying and fasting, you know, like these things happen. We lost our home. That was part of that process, right? We lost our home, um, you know, um, and it's not anything new. I mean, if you've been on Declare Victory, you know how I was praying and fasting and believing God and marching around my house, believing God for that house and you know, when we, it was devastating. And I started almost to get in a bitter place. I, I don't know if I actually got to a bitter place, but it felt like I was, you know, but I, I think before I got too far off, I caught myself. And I realized there must, there is another, God, I just, I can't trace you, but I, I just trust you because obviously you know something that I don't, right? And so yeah. talking myself yeah. off the ledge and, you know, reading scriptures and encouraging myself and still positioning myself to be used of God to be a blessing to others without, you know, complaining as much. You know, there were some times. The lesson that, before I get to the lesson, the other thing that I want to say is, is that life changes. Listen to me. Life changes cause us to to, to reposition ourselves and re, and, and um we navigate our course. I probably said that wrong. Whatever that course is, whatever that journey is, whether life changes, it could be a birth, it could be a death, it could be a new job, it could be the loss of a job. Something major things in our life, we gotta reacclimate ourselves. We gotta find new footing, right? And so when we're going through new phases, when we go through a new phases, it I believe it is natural for us to be a little uncertain, even if it's a good thing. Like you got a brand new house. Right, and you've got to come up with a brand new. It's great thing you was believing God for it, or or you you were believing God that you were gonna mar get married, and now you, now you've gotta you're still yourself, but there are some changes that you have to make, so you're gonna be off a little bit. And I think that we need to be kind to ourselves, especially when you are sleep deprived, babe. Let me <laughs> when when you are sleep deprived, we gotta be kinder to ourselves to understand that you've got to get into a new routine. You've got to find a new groove for this place. Even with grief, you've got to get into a groove of how I'm going to do it. Am I going to grieve out loud so I get constant pity parties? Am I going to grieve? You know, not, not, I'm not saying that anybody is doing that, right? Because some people are attention seekers, and they will use whatever means necessary, right? Or am I going to isolate and I shut down and I don't want So, like, we have to be careful and still include God in this. And when yeah. I talked about examining myself, I'll say these last couple of things. When I talked about examining myself, there's actually a scripture, it's 2 Corinthians um, 13 and 5. You look it up. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5, look it up. It talks about, it's good to do a self-examination every now and then. So when I was going yeah. through that thing, it wasn't about a complaint, but it was like, God, if there's something that I did, I need to know. And if it's not, I, I fully know this is your will, even if it means being stuck right here. My final point was this. God was teaching me the lesson of how to allow him to be my source. That was my lesson. So the things that we go through are not for naught. There's a purpose behind it. I think if we change our language, not that any of the stuff that you said was wrong or it wasn't enough, but I also think if we add or there's another takeaway, it is change our language and ask God, 
Father, what is the lesson in this? What are you teaching me? What are you trying to get to me in this season? Thank you for allowing me to share. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think that's I think that's paramount. I think you have to do that because that's all I've been doing the whole season. And I learned that like really you kind of don't even have a choice. You kind of have to start to look inward because what happened for me was I did, I'm going to be honest, I did start to get bitter. I did start to get, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was like, like I never said anything that was like straight up like, oh my God, why would he say that? Or like anything. But there was points where my wife and I were definitely like sitting on the couch some days, like just so just exhausted. And, and, and and like I said, I know people have gone through both of these seasons, whether it's a season of just having a kid or just, or a season of 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 being in a tough financial spot, you know. And I learned like the last time I went through a financial thing, I was stressed, and then this time I was just as stressed as I was the last time. And what happened was like I had to learn like, okay, this isn't about money actually, because the same exact thing. There is food right now in our fridge. The lights are on. Our our house is warm. Like it is just like everything that we need. Those those the rent is paid. Like the you know the things that we need are are hitting. We're not living. I mean, we were we were doing really good this year. This was I was like, man, this is gonna be like our best year. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. God is opening so many doors. And then hit a wall. And I'm like, whoa and then hit another wall and then like that wall hit a wall that hit us like and i was just like whoa what's going on here i'm like there was nights where we sat down on the couch and we're looking at each other like the same exact thing that you were saying with carl is like did we did you do something was what is going on what do we do are we like are we wrong and that's why i started thinking last night hit that's why i mentioned last night because i started thinking like is my theology off? Am I just wrong? Am I, am I, is this like, what happened here? Like, what is going on? I realized like you have, it's the source. You have to be able to like, you have to be able to let go and trust entirely with God. And it has never been harder than me having a daughter, having a wife where I'm looking at them as they're laying there watching TV or they're laying there just like waking up from a nap together. And I feel so broken inside that I can't even take them to get a dollar menu if I had to. That That is the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. But I've had to look at God. I've had to sit back and step back and look at God and be like, well, you know what, God, I know that you're doing something. I know that I don't, I'm not their provider anyway. And that's my wife, that's my daughter, but those are your daughters first. You know, and I'm just stewarding. I'm just here to take care. I'm just here to love them. I'm just here to honor them, to protect them. You know, I don't need to have everything because he already does. And I needed to be acquainted with that. Because if I was ever going to take care of them the proper way, as a man of God, it started with me understanding that I don't take care of them at all. It is God. I just do what he's saying in this, and I get to enjoy them. I get to I get to enjoy being in the house with them. I get to enjoy coming home to them. I get to enjoy seeing them waking up next to them. You know, and it's hard because it's it's a reality check. It's a very real reality check. And we all will go through it. If you have not gone through it yet, please listen to what we've we've been going through and understand and know that you will get through it. If you're currently going through it right now, which I believe somebody is who's listening, who called in today, just know that you're going to get through it. Because I've been here before. I've never quite been here like this, but I have been here before and I have gone through it. 
it doesn't mean that I'm not nervous this time like I was the first time. I am probably more nervous. But but there's this crazy grace and this crazy joy that I can't explain. Like where I'll end up laughing, where I'll end up just like seeing something funny about it or seeing something funny in it. Or like, a you know, a bill that I have will call me and they'll be like, yeah, actually you paid extra one month, so you actually don't have to pay. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, stop, stop it. <laughs> what? Like God has a way of doing those things. And it's all to show us that we're not in control. So that's why I said, like, we can't, sometimes you can't do anything. You need to just, you need to sit out there on the lifeboat and know that God's preventing you from drowning and sinking, but he's also not bringing the, the rescue ship, the rescue boat. <laughs> but you need to just sit there in that and just know that he's the one who calms the waters, you know, for us. So this, I mean, this is real stuff, folks. Like, this is not like, oh, yeah, this is, I mean, it's not theory. This is like real stuff that we're all going through. I, like I said, I'm being, I have nothing to hide. I, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I respect everybody, obviously. Um, but I have, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I, I have nothing, you know, I'm being completely honest. I have nothing but whatever I gave today, it's probably all I could give anybody, you know. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of where, where I'm at, you know. So does anybody have anything they'd like to they like to add? We still have like a ton of time. So um, if anybody has anything. Good morning. Oh, who was that first? It was Nikisa. Oh, hey, go for it. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Uh, congr- congratulations to you and your wife on Baby Girl. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Um, uh, it, it doesn't seem like you haven't been. You were right on time with your message. Um, wow, because I was not going to call in today. I was in so much pain. I didn't get to sleep until 5.57, and when the alarm went off, I'm like, I'm not calling. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So me, like, too, okay. me too. Me like, too. Like, like really? <laughs> <laughs> so when you started talking about the sleep deprivation, it's like, okay, well, it's not because of my children, because they're grown. So thank God for that part of it. But it's just like, okay. And just like, okay, God, where, where, where are you? And I, I know I've been saying I've been excited, but then it's like this pain. It's like it's really getting to me. But then it was like, okay. I know there's a purpose for this. So when you started talking and you just saying your testimony and talking about the job and just everything, and I was like, okay, I was going to let my flesh not let me hear this. But I'm glad that I just let the spirit just say, girl, you better call in. You just lay there and try to get as comfortable as you can because you got to go to work today anyway. So it's not like you could just stay in the bed anyway. So you got to get the going, you know. So I'm just so grateful for your transparency. And God will show up. And God will show out. Uh, when the money starts getting funny and the change starts getting strange, I saw a check come in the mail last week. I said, where did it come from? What? What? Okay. Okay, God. I'm going to trust you. Even though I know I murmur and I will complain, I'm just going to shut up and do what you told me to do. And it it will happen. It will happen. It's continuing to happen. Um, Last week we were talking about, okay, like I know God is a healer because he healed me of two major things cancer and gallstones but what about this pain situation but there's a 
there's a purpose of why I'm still in this pain because I'm spreading his love and his um his grace and the fact that he is a healer because if I wasn't still in pain I'll just go to work and go to church and I probably wouldn't even go to church as often as I do go so that's another story but yeah just um thank you for um giving such a dynamic message even though you haven't been asleep so I thank you (laughs) and yeah just awesome just awesome I didn't even know I usually I like to know who's gonna talk who's gonna pray I was like you know what stop being nosy it doesn't matter you listening for God on today so um yeah but then I heard your voice I was like okay it's Moses that's cool you know all right all right all right but yeah um awesome awesome just awesome thank God for the clear victory and just just we are we are a family and we're, we got this we got this with the help of god jesus and the holy spirit so yeah i love you all to life amen amen i'm gonna steal that by the way the money gets funny and the change gets strange <laughs> that's genius i love that you know i needed today because i was yeah I i felt like i had just laid down and my alarm went off and it actually really was though. I I really went to bed like late. I just stayed up, was like not feeling it. I actually even thought at five thirty when I woke up, woke up at five thirty, I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just don't do it. If I just don't, I was like, well, <laughs> will I get fired from the team? Am I gonna get like, like what would happen if I just didn't give the declaration? I was like, what would happen? I was like, man, get out of bed, stop. You need to stop that. <laughs> but I was tired. I was for sure tired. But yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, it. I was encouraged today. Like what Tanya was saying, I was like, oh man, like I, I almost went to go grab a notepad because like God started speaking to me like crazy when she was giving that message and like I needed today. You know, I really needed this a lot. Uh, thank you for sharing. There was somebody else too that was actually waiting to go. Yes, Pastor, this is Geraldine again. Oh, yeah. I I just want to remind you, uh, there was a, before you left on your uh, leave with the baby, you left such a profound word to me that I have held on to that, and I just want to bring it back to you. But you said that your ceiling would be your daughter's floor, and I'm, yeah. That blew me away. That has stuck with me. So I, I, I just, I'm just, the Holy Spirit just kept saying, just remind him that your feeling is your family's floor. Oh, man, you're going to make me cry right now. <laughs> you told me up on that one, man. No, I've been over here crying like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was your very last word of your last. Uh, talk that you gave us before you left on your uh, maternity leave. God bless you, man. Oh, God. man. I'm like, yeah. man, I'm Get, trying to write, I'm that, look, do the, write a book on that one. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that tough guy thing where I like walk around my head leaned up so the tears stay in and don't fall out. I'm just like trying mm-hmm. to let them go. I hear together. the reason. Go let it go. <laughs> don't go uh, but here's the thing though. Like I already cry. I cry so much because that's just the way I my I don't know what some people get a giggle in some people like 
everybody like I know everybody reacts to the Holy Spirit different. I just cry when I feel feel God's love. When I see God's love, I feel the Holy Spirit. I just cry. I cry so much. I'll talk to somebody in the store and I'll start like getting the word for them or something. And I'll just start crying. My eyes start watering. My wife is just like, oh, he's getting the word for somebody right now. Just like, she just knows. It's just so regular. And my wife never cries. She's so like stonewall, just like serious. <laughs> just like doesn't cry. And I'm always crying. So I'm trying not to cry right now. Cause I'm like, I've cried so much. <laughs> like, thank you for that. Because, um, the way God speaks to me very um, visually in, in my mind and, and I, it's very common for me to meet somebody or to be praying over somebody. And there's been times where I'll see either a flash of their life up until that point, or I'll see a flash of what God wants to do in that person's life. And that, that is just one of the most profound ways that he speaks through me and to me. And when my wife was in the, we were in the delivery room and I was holding her hand while they were like delivering the epidural and um the the lady was like talking to us and we were like i was looking down on the ground i was like holding my wife's hand she was obviously nervous because this was this was our first time you know doing going through this whole process so the whole thing was scary and weird to us and um i remember looking down at the ground and you got me crying (laughs) and i just saw like I saw this flash of my daughter's life. Like, I saw her ministering to people with her voice. And I haven't told anybody this. And I saw her being so successful in that. Which is crazy because like, I would have never thought of something like that. And I saw her just like traveling the world singing. Like, and I just saw like how important that is. Like, that she was going to touch people's lives through that gift. And I saw like why God made me musical and that I work in the music industry. And I saw that like she would she would grow up in a in a musical household and it's so crazy you guys it's so crazy because like she'll be crying sometimes like she's a super chill baby but <laughs> she'll cry and i and i sing and i've sang in church and i and i i'm not like the greatest singer in the world but you know i've sang i give vocal lessons and i just would sing to her when she was in the in the in the womb I would just always sing to her every night. And, like, now sometimes, like, nothing will, like, she she won't eat or she'll, like, she won't be tired. And she'll just be fussing and crying. And the second I start singing to her, she'll just, like, she'll just stop and look at me. And she just, like, I've never seen anything so beautiful. in in those moments and I feel God's love so heavy because I see that he's a generational God he doesn't just care to work in us but what we're going through is for everybody that our life is going to impact and and I'm so happy to touch lives through direct you know declare victory I can't even talk right now 
So I'm so happy to touch lives through this ministry in any way, in any capacity that I've ever helped even one person. But that has changed me as a man. That has changed me. Seeing that I get to sculpt somebody's life. I get to speak into their life. And I've been praying for her for five years by name. God told me five years ago I would have a daughter at this time and that her name would be Isabella to name her that. I told my wife when we met and when we found out we were pregnant and every time I was like, it's non-negotiable. We need to name her Isabella because God told me. Like, And I see why, because he's had a plan for her way back when and he had a plan for her even when I was a kid. So it's like, I just want everybody to hold on to that today. If that, if you take away anything from today, know that like these problems, the bills, they're so tiny in comparison with the, the huge things God's planning in each and every one of our lives. And uh, it's just, it's so beautiful to see him work because it's so poetic. The way he moves, how subtle he is, but how big the impact. He's so subtle, and, and the impact is so hard. It hits so hard when you just stop and step back, and you see what he's doing. You just step back and really just see, oh, okay, that's what you were doing, God. When it's the job and it's the, the, the relationship and looking for a partner, looking at all these things, and we're just looking and you're stuck, just step back. And look what he's doing. Just step back. And that's going to change the perspective. You know? So, thank you for bringing that. Man, you, man once you said it, too, once I was, like, thinking back to the message, I was like, what did I say? And then what was that message about? And I was like, oh, that meant... And then right when I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to cry. I'm gonna, that's going to hit me. But it's like, you know what? It's, it's the truth. And I know that we're setting, we're setting people up for that. And if you don't have kids, I would highly advise you to start mentoring somebody because you have to give what God's given you or else you're not going to get filled back up with more. And I learned that, you know, the second I give a declaration, the second I press end every month, every time, I immediately get on my knees and start worshiping and start praying and spending communion time with God immediately because I know that I'm drained. I gave everything I had in me and I need to fill back up again. Also, I'm going to go down a dark path. We need to do that with what God's given us. It's so important, I think, to find somebody to mentor. But, yeah, um, wow, thank you. So, we're, I mean, we're probably going to be closing within the next couple of minutes. Um, does anybody have any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to say? We have about 10 minutes or so, but um, if you have anything, anything at all, I, I encourage you to share it. Good morning, Moses. This is Barbara. Good morning. It is so awesome to hear your voice this morning. But I, I'm like Nakisha and you, since I've had my surgery, sleeping at night has been really hard. It's like quarter to six, I'm just falling asleep and the clock going off. And I wasn't going to get up. And I didn't know who was speaking either. Usually I do, but I didn't know who was speaking either. And I said, Lord, you know, I was having, in the morning is my worst pain, the mornings and the nights. And I just didn't want to roll over, and I didn't want to get up. And, but I needed to get up because I needed to hear your share and everything that's been said this morning. And I just thank God for you. Bless you and your family and your daughter. And 
it's okay to cry because I'm a crier too. Amen. But God is just so good. Sometimes you can't help but cry because he's so good. Yes. All this time I've been on the line listening to you. I haven't taken any pain medicine, but the pain has subsided. So I know this is what I needed to do this morning. God bless you and your family. And I love how you honor your parents. God bless you and your family. And thank you guys so much, man. And I really just need it today. Thank you guys. I really received that. Thank you. And and praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for that. Um, wow. I just man. Yeah, does anybody else have anything they, they want to add to this? Young Moses. Hey. Hey, good morning, my brother. Uh Welcome to fatherhood. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, man, it, 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 it's a blessing, you know what I'm saying, when God gives us the gift and the responsibility of rearing, rearing his children because they belong to him truly. Uh, great decoration this morning. You, you, you started off your decoration uh, with taking a up his yoke because his, you know, putting our burdens on him and taking up his yoke because his burden is light. And, you know, when we try and do things under our own strength, uh, that's when we stay stuck. So it's more painful being stuck trying to do it under your own strength and and not uh, understanding to turn it over and, and allow God to, to be God in our lives. Yeah. So I was was trying to follow your decoration this morning, but I was, you know, washing my face and brushing my teeth and all that at the same time, trying to catch the weather, man, so I missed a little bit of it. But I did hear that part, you know, when you read that we should take upon uh, his yoke, because, you know, Meaning that I have to practice uh, applying God's spiritual principles to my life. Uh, Because I I remember when I became a father at the age of 20, and uh, my God, I I, I didn't have any experience in in being a a parent, but uh, I took on the the challenge. I, 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 I matured real quick. Because I, I didn't run uh, from that responsibility. Um, me and my kid's mother, we got married young, 20 years of age. And uh, neither one of us had a father in the household. And and, and grandmama was like, look, we ain't finna be doing a whole lot of babysitting. Y'all done had three kids back to back. We'll, we'll keep them for one weekend and bring them right back to you. So we had to grow real quick with our parenting skills. And, uh, you know, so I had to go get a job or two. And, uh, you know, uh, be a responsible parent. And, 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 my God, it's an experience. It's a journey. 
So I want to say welcome uh, uh, to fatherhood. And uh, you you read it in the beginning of, of your declaration that we should take upon his yoke because, uh, my God, as long as we're doing it under our own strength, we're going to be stuck. So thank you for your declaration this morning. Thank you. Thank you. It's always great hearing from you, bro. I, I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you for thank you for walking me into the to the club. It's that I could tell it's definitely uh it's life's a trip, you know. So <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty intense, but it's it's a blessing, you know, it's a blessing. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, honestly I, I'm seeing that too, that it's like especially with being at home with the baby every day, I'm seeing that it's like, man, it is no joke. And the one that I, I this whole time I'm, I was thinking like, I don't know, how is there not a holiday for single moms? How is that? Because I'm like, there's two of us in here and this is crazy. I'm like, this is like, how do you, how do you even do that? How is that possible? Like that is insane to me. That is like absolutely the most strongest human being on the planet because my mom was a single mom for a while. Cause somebody, I know somebody had to do the math and they're like, okay, so this dude almost 30 and he just said his parents are celebrating 25. The numbers don't work that way. My mom was, was a single mom for a little while and my dad was in, was in prison and, and my mom was single mom before she met my stepfather who I refer to as my father. And man, I, it makes you put your parents in a different perspective. I look at my parents now as like, man, you guys are just legends. And everybody like that on the call, everybody that has, that all of you guys that have kids, I'm just like, man, I just look at everybody so differently. I'm like, wow, how did you do it? You did it. You had three kids. They're 30, 40, like they're 20. What's the secret? How do you do it? I'm like so impressed with parents right now in my life. I'm just like, man, if I see a little kid acting up somewhere, I look at the parent and I'm like, man, I respect you. I'm like, you're so, like, you got it together, man. I don't even look at a, like, kid acting up in public anymore because <laughs> you can't control it. It's crazy, but, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Thank you for that, man. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to close this out in prayer. I mean, it would just it would just be an honor to close out. This so I just feel God's love, God's presence so much, you guys. Like, it's just, this is just this rich, rich community. Thank you so much. Um, does anybody have any? Is there, I mean, we maybe have time for maybe one more closing comment. Does anybody have anything? Good morning, Moses. Good morning, Moses. Can you hear me? Okay. We, yeah, we got two. Who, yeah, who is that? This is pretty. Hey, Patrice. This is Juliet. Oh, okay. 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 So Juliet and then uh, Patrice. All right. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to say, first of all, it's so refreshing to hear your voice again. Congratulations. Thank you, thank uh, you, thank you. On uh, this new stage in life for you. Uh, definitely enjoyed your decoration. I just felt like uh, I was hearing you, your sound, and I remember I just was ministering to someone else. Because I was ministering to someone else about, you know, faith. Um, God brought this to my mind. He was like, the two, two two scriptures he brought to my mind to meditate on was Job chapters 1 through 3, and Hebrews 11. 
And as I was ministering to her, I got to thinking about Job. You know, how Job went through everything a person, you know, I don't know how many days it took for him to go through all this, because it was, it was only some days. It wasn't like weeks or months. But, you know, he lost children. He lost his riches, his, his so-called friends. You know, kind of was saying, what did you do wrong? And and then, you know, he also had his wife who said, you might, you know, because she's full of grief, like you might as well curse God and die. You're still trying to, you know, hold on to He had a lot coming at him at one time, you know. <laughs> but God allowed us to see in the beginning of that process that, you know, the confidence he had in Job and that, you know, all the stuff that he allowed the enemy to do to him, you know, he had to get permission, you know, and it's like, it's like if God leads us to something, he's going to definitely get us through. If he leads you to it, he's going to get you through it. So that was one thing he told me to meditate on. The other thing was, you know, Hebrews 11, when we get to chapter uh, 11, verse 6, and it says, you know, for without faith it's impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, you know, believe, believe that he is, you know, and, um, I've said this many times as far as my journey with love, God. The first thing he stopped me on was he is. We're coming to a season where we have to know that he is of God, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the season each one of us. And, you know, I'm so thankful that you're so transparent about your journey and so many people on the line are transparent about their journey because each one of us, you know, um, although a lot of us are living our lives vicariously through y'all testimonies, we're going to all hit that same crossroad one day. You know what I'm saying? The who yep. is he? That he is of God. You know, and this is the time that he you know he he wants to show great exploits to to those of us who are willing, you know, vessels to say, Here I am, send me. So just be encouraged, my brother. Be encouraged. Mm. You know, the things that you're going through, God has already uh, put his temple approval on, you know on you to the point where he's like, come on, whatever you got to come at him with, I got him. He ain't going to turn against me. There's nothing, there's nothing that was going to make him a stronger vessel for me. So come on, come on. Go. Bring, 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 bring what you got. Bring, bring what you got. You know? So I just want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. Think about, you know, if everything we've gone through, not only are you saying that he is a God, like he is your Jehovah Jireh, he is your, you know, your, your soul provider, he is your Jehovah Shalom, your God of peace when you need it, he is your banner protector, he's all that. But in spite of, and, and, and in addition to that, he has equipped you for this hour. He's equipped you for this moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, thank you, Jesus. You got that at the school of my You got a man at the school of my yard. I you the key that this side of your school of my yard. It's a good one. I can see it. 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 I can see
Thank God got you. He got you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I just, wow, I can't even begin to, to just say just thank you. I, I really like, this is ministering to me so much, and, and this is lifting me up, but I hope that really, you know, anyone, if, if you're still on, you know, like, I know we're running late, but like, you know, we we are, I mean, this is the power of community. It's the power of being there for each other. You hear others' testimonies. You, you get poured into by other people's gifts, by your family's gifts, by your community's gifts. And that's really sustaining. Like, that's how you get sustained. So, yeah, amen. I receive that so much. Thank you so much. Um, but I, I th- I'm sorry, do we have Patrice still waiting? Uh, yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you. Um, I just wanted to share with you that you said so much and that you know that God gave you your daughter and that she belongs to him first. Your wife belongs to him first and they're his first and that you have to depend on him for them. And also that you just gave birth or your wife just gave birth to a child that is going to touch many nations and know that you are going to be, you are going to be tried and you are going to have to put on the whole armor of God because nobody's mad but the devil because you have a special little girl that you just brought into the world. And so know that he is God, and he already got you. He already knew this day was coming, and he's already equipped you. Like Juju said, he's already equipped you for a time such as this. So be blessed, young Moses, as my husband called you. Um, you are amazing. You are amazing. And thank you so much for sharing with us, being so transparent on this morning. My son had twins. So imagine two of them. Oh, I can't. I, imagine I two. I can't. I literally can't imagine. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's so much respect for your son. Yeah, I, lo- you, I, I saw that too. You are you are equipped for a time such as this. Be blessed and be encouraged. And I love you and we're praying for you. Amen. 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 Hey, Moses, before you, we, I know we got to go, but before we do, I just want to tell you what I heard as Juliet was speaking. Um, I, I heard the word agreement so strong. Um, and Juliet, if you if you heard it or you felt it, you can confirm. But like I heard it so strong, agree with God for the plan over your life. Um, Moses, agree with God. Agree with Him over the plan of your life. Agree with God. Uh, don't fight it. Don't question anymore. Agree with God over the plan for your life and that of your family. You are the leader, the head of your family. And so you called in this morning thinking that you were going to teach us to deliver, but look, God turned it around and you're being blessed. Um, as, isn't that crazy? It, that's just so, I mean, it's not crazy. I just can't think of another word to use, but I w- agree with God. Do me a favor. I know you know what it means. Look the word up. Like define it. If you have some time today between naps, 
Um, maybe even do a Google search on some scriptures that say agree. Like it's so important that you get it. Agree. Why are you laughing? Tell me why you laughing. <laughs> because this is like. It's that holy laugh. Huh? So in alignment. This is so in alignment with what I'm. This we're gonna be. We'll be here for three hours if I. I can't. I can't get into it. I can't. But that is so. So in line. It's just, oh man. There's so. There's a bad. You. You open you open the can of worms now. There's like it's just so much of background with that. I'm gonna leave it at that, but Yeah, leave right. it at that. You're Here's right. what I wanna right. say to you. There's comfort what's the scripture that says? Uh with, with um let every word be established. you know, I can't even think of it. Where where there are two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So whatever was going on, this is confirming whatever was going on. You should have seen me. I shouldn't say this on probably on put, but you should have seen me trying to hurry up and get out of the shower when I heard Juliet. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pray it. Don't pray it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll stop. Cause we could go on and on. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I mean, I, literally this is the greatest family we get asked for. Like I could ask for, I'm so blessed right now. I have so much work to do too. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot of notes. I got to listen back to the playback on this, and I got to listen back to it because I got to write down everything, everything that everybody said. Every, every you know. So, <laughs> thank you guys. I'm gonna close this out in prayer. Thank you everybody for sticking around. Thank you for listening in. We have a really great. We have a really great uh, month lined up. I love that theme, that faith factor, and. This is just, it's amazing. Our team is amazing. I'm so blessed hearing everybody. I'm so blessed just being, a. am so honored to be a part of this. I look up to, to everybody on this team. And I know we've got some cool stuff coming soon, too. Um, so stay tuned. Can you hear that. me? Yeah. Oh, this is Renee. I just wanted to say I didn't hear the word agreement, but what um, I felt in my spirit as I was getting ready for work and as you were speaking was that this this declaration, this word was for you. Be blessed. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what, though? Honestly, I think that's how, I think that's just what I do. I just think I write, I think I just feel from God, like, okay, because what I usually do is I'm just like, all right, God, what, what do you want me to talk about? And I'll get it. But then I'm like, is this for me? Did you give me a word for me? And I'm like, but okay. So I know every time I'm 100% confident, at least one person is going to get hit me i'm i'm one person i'm the one person that gets hit it's gonna be me so i love it thank you thank you i receive it i love getting words i was just saying the other day i'm like man i never get words like no one ever if when you're the person that gives people words it's like no one ever gives you words you never get words and you're just like i'm just like you know scratching my head like anybody got a word you got any of those words like that meme that dave chappelle me and i'm like you got any of those words i got i need a word so i'm like I love it. I love it. I love getting, I love being spoken into in my life. I appreciate it. Um, I'm just so honored by the wisdom. I'm so humbled by the wisdom. I just want to thank everybody. And I want to close this out in prayer. I just want to, again, just thank everybody. Invite a friend. We've got a great month lined up, amazing month lined up. Uh, some great speakers coming at you every day, Monday through Saturday, same time, same place, 6 a.m., there's always a seat here as this year. I know some churches, you might not be able to find a seat. This one, you always got a seat. So thank you guys. Thank, for, thank you for everybody calling in today. Thank you everybody who's who so generously and graciously 
gave me a word. I, I love that so much. I'm so thankful. I cannot tell you in the time that I have allotted before <laughs> I am. So thank you guys. And if you just agree with me as we, as we close out in prayer, Father, I'm constantly, constantly humbled by what you do in and through us and declare victory, Lord. I just step back sometimes, Lord, when the call ends and the dust settles, and I just look at how magnificent you are, Lord, that you would get all the glory in this, Lord, that you would get, you would get all the honor in this. I just am so, so humbled by how profoundly you move, Lord, through each and every one of us. So I ask that we would all see that, that we would be able to step back in our season and we'd be able to be thankful for what you have done and not what you haven't yet or what you're going to do or what you're currently doing, but that we can just be thankful for everything you have done. Lord, for the chains that have already broken, for the chains that have already hit the ground. Lord, I want to praise you for those. Lord, I want to thank you, Father, for freedom. I want to thank you for clarity. I want to thank you for rest, Lord. I want to pray rest over us that, that are, those of us that aren't getting sleep. God, give us a good night of sleep, Lord. I'm just thanking you. I'm reaching out to you, Lord. I'm thanking you. Thank you for this community, Lord. This is just true family, true community, Lord. This is this is a family that you've given us. Lord. I'm so thankful. I'm so happy to hear everyone's voice. It feels like I'm home again. Lord, I just thank you for that. But I praise you for your character, for your loving kindness, for showing you yourself through these tough seasons, Lord, where we want to quit. We want to just never go to church again. We never want to call declare victory again. We don't want to talk to anybody. You always pull us back, Lord, because you care about us and you love us through community. So I thank you for that, Father. I, I just want all I can say is thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. So it was an eight-hour call today. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, I, I went over. I'm sorry to the scheduling team if they're listening or whatever. But thank you, guys. Everybody, you're dismissed. Have a great, have a great week. Have a have great a day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Later. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye.